Welcome to the Self Love Podcast, the show that helps crack open your heart and inspire a deeper regard for your own well-being and happiness. Proudly brought to you by 28 Essentials, here's your host, the gorgeous Kim Morrison. Welcome to the Self Love Podcast. This week's quickie came from a client that was really interesting all around what we believe and how we can use beliefs usefully or not usefully. You see, in the journey around personal growth and self-improvement, I think one of the greatest obstacles we often encounter is the set of beliefs that we carry with us. Now, these beliefs can act like blindfolds, limiting our vision and preventing us from realizing our true potential. But the power to remove these blindfolds lies within us. And one of the most effective tools I've ever encountered for achieving this is NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. But let's understand the blindfolds first. I guess in this context, I'm talking about blindfolds and the way they represent limiting beliefs we hold about ourselves and others in the world around us. Now, these beliefs are not rooted in reality, but they're constructed by our minds based on our past experiences, maybe cultural conditioning, and even social influences. But they can manifest as thoughts like, I'm not good enough. I'll never succeed. I'm too old to change. I can't speak. These self-imposed limitations can hinder not only our personal growth, but they can also restrict our ability to tap into the full potential that is actually within each and every one of us. Now, for those of you that are new, you'll know as you get to follow this podcast that NLP is something that I find very powerful. It is really a psychological approach that focuses on the connection between the neurological processes we have in our brain, the language and the linguistics that we use, and then behavioral patterns that have been learned through experience. Now, this work, if you're new to it, was developed in the 70s by two guys, Richard Bandler and John Grinder. But this NLP provides a framework that really does help us to understand how we perceive the world and how we can reprogram our thoughts, patterns, and behaviors. The thing I love most about it is you don't have to spend a lot of time dredging up the past or reliving past experiences or traumas but we can unveil the blindfolds with this beautiful modality. And I think the first step is having awareness, and that's to become fully aware of these blocks or blindfolds that we have, because that in itself encourages self-awareness by helping us to identify these limiting beliefs. Now, once these beliefs are recognized, they can be challenged and replaced with more empowering ones. One of the other things I love to look at is reframing. And NLP offers a number of different techniques to help reframe limiting beliefs by changing the way we perceive our experiences and reframing negative thoughts into positive affirmations or thoughts, we can actually alter our self-perception and open doors to even greater potential. Another thing that I really love to use with an NLP is called anchoring. Now, this involves associating a specific feeling or state of mind with a physical gesture or trigger. This is where I particularly love using aromatic anchoring, so using smell as an anchor to change my state or create a new belief. Now, this can help us to be used to shift from disempowering states to empowering ones very quickly. So every time I smell sandalwood, for example, it is one of the best anchors for me to step into my power when it comes to public speaking. I'll explain a bit later. 
We can also use visualization because we know that through NLP, we can create guided visualizations to help us envision the outcome we actually want. And when we repeat that visualization success, we can actually remove the blindfolds altogether, get rid of the self-doubt and create a clear path towards our goals. We also have to be mindful of our language patterns. The linguistic aspect of NLP is crucial in changing our self-talk. When we use positive and empowering language patterns, we can rewire our thought processes and reinforce a belief in our potential. So let me give you an example. I actually had a real fear of public speaking. I didn't want to do it. I didn't like doing it. And I certainly didn't want to be in the speech finals when I was 11 or 12 years of age. I wrote the most boring speech on advertising in order to not be accepted. But for some reason, I got through to the finals and I was in the top three final positions for the speech competition. I got up there on stage. I had all my cue cards in my hand. And as I nervously got up there with my throat all dry, my mouth trying to find some sort of saliva to moisten it, and also to stop my pounding heart and the red rash on my neck, I just took a deep breath and I started my talk. About, I reckon, 30 seconds, 40 seconds in, I had this little, what I call a meta voice inside my head going, you're doing great. You haven't even looked down at your cue cards. Keep going. And in that moment, I looked down at my cue cards and realized they were out of order. Now that completely threw me. And inside, I just went completely blank. I remember standing there and looking up at everybody in the audience. It would have been the whole of intermediate school sitting there. And I remember standing there going redder and redder and wanting to just burst into tears and get off that stage. I even remember reaching for the big red burgundy velvet curtains behind me, trying to find the gap so I could run and get out of there as quick as possible. The beautiful judge down the very back of the hall said, don't worry, Kim, it happens to the best of us. Just find your spot and keep going. You're doing great. Oh my gosh, I couldn't wait to get off that stage. Everyone in the audience, you could tell, was just sitting there going, oh my gosh, this is awful. I remember in that moment, just hurry up, finish the speech. I said it so quickly. I got off that stage, sat down. I think I got a sympathy clap more than anything. And I could not wait to ever, never get up on stage again. I could not wait to get off that one. And I decided in that moment, A, I was not a good speaker, and B, I would never stand and publicly speak again. Now, I had that belief run for a number of years. Interesting, though, as a netball captain, I was very happy to give after game speeches or naming the player of the match or thanking the opposition. I had no problem doing that. But the minute it came to standing on a stage and presenting in front of people, there is no way. Of course, throughout school and high school, you have to present speeches, but I think a class of 30 was way better than a hall of two or 300. But as time went on, I then found myself drawn to these two amazing women in Melbourne, and they owned an aromatherapy company, and I just started going to every one of their talks. They were amazing speakers. They were incredible presenters. And I remember sitting there thinking, gosh, I wish I had what they had, to the point where they actually offered people to audition to be their presenters, to represent the brand. I kind of reluctantly applied and got accepted. And then I had to go through this incredible training process. And I'll be honest, I hated every second of it. And I kept pushing myself, challenging myself, because in fact, my why, my reason why I wanted to share the message and the power of essential oils 
outweighed my absolute belief that I wasn't good enough to do it. They kept hammering into us, and these people were trained in NLP and trained by Tony Robbins to have us all believe that we had the potential and the ability to do this and to use the oils as an aromatic anchor to really hone in on the fact that we all could do it. I then got selected as the top two presenters to represent the brand internationally. And this is when they took us through a 10-day training process, knowing, as the, in their words, that they would never leave us hanging, that we were trained how to answer tricky questions. We were trained how to present on stage, how to stand on stage, where to stand on stage. And I realized that this was a skill I had to learn rather than be afraid of. Now, for years afterwards, I still stood on stage with a dry mouth. I still get it to this day, the dry mouth. I used to get a really red blotchy neck, so I'd wear clothes to cover that. And I was always conscious of my nerves. But through practice repetition, visualizing the outcome, using different language patterns of my message is really important, um, anchoring it in with the power of sandalwood and frankincense, reframing my languaging around, I am a great presenter, I have great knowledge, I have a lot of information I need to share, and to be aware that I have learnt the skill of public speaking, that changed my whole belief that I wasn't a good enough speaker. And for those of you that have ever come to any of my talks, you may still see the nervousness and the fear and the worry and the, the ego of not being good enough, but you'll also know that there is a deep, absolute belief that the information and the stories I do get to share, I feel incredibly empowered and proud to be able to do that. But it took practice, it took skill, it took learning, and it took unraveling all those negative beliefs that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't do it, and that I wasn't a good speaker. Today, I get paid thousands and thousands of dollars to speak publicly, and I've realized it's one of my greatest skills. I can still learn, I'd still love to be better, and I still get absolutely nervous before every podcast, before every interview, before every stage performance, before every course I run. I can promise you hand on heart that I still feel nervous. But I had another beautiful trainer say to me one day, Kim, the day you stop feeling nervous is the day to stop speaking publicly because it actually shows that maybe you don't care about it as much anymore. So I reframed those nerves and that fear into realizing that it was because it mattered to me. And that is what has got me through the last three decades of speaking and hopefully honing my skill and becoming a better and better speaker as time's gone on. So there you go. They're just blindfolds. That They are beliefs that we think um, is something that's true, and yet it's actually a blindfold of stopping us from seeing our true potential and what we're capable of. I hope you've enjoyed this week's self-love quickie. And I hope that if you have any blindfolds on or beliefs that stop you living your potential, that you now realize there's many techniques and tools and ways in which we can reframe it, change it, up-level and upskill ourselves so that we do become very good in it. And ultimately, we have all the resources within us to achieve whatever it is whenever we want. Just sometimes it takes practice, learning, upskilling, and realizing that it takes time for some of us or we can step into the power of excellence and model people that we love and believe in and really show up in a way that I guess there's those lines, fake it till you make it, but you can actually, or those lines, believe it when you see it, 
Or what if you could see it in your mind's eye, which then helps you believe it? I hope you've enjoyed this week's quickie. I really sincerely hope that you can take the blindfolds off and realize your true potential and just know how extraordinary you are. I look forward to hearing your comments and feedback on my Instagram page, Kim Morrison and the number 28, Facebook page, Kim Morrison Training, or you can head on over to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash self-love podcast. I really love bringing these quickies to you each and every week. I hope they serve you and I certainly appreciate you sharing them and giving it a five-star rating. You have no idea how much that means to me. Take care, be kind and have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to the Self Love Podcast. Be sure to write a review and share the love with your friends and family. And head over and visit Kim and her team at 28.com. That's the word 20 and the number 8.com. Take good care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.